Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We are comedians living in Hollywood bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week amongst shooting YouTubes and recording podcasts and doing plays and making movies. I was about to say it's a digital age except for plays, which is still the theater. That's why Digital the bo- plays, guys. <laughs> Wave of the future. <laughs> Walking the boards, the digital motherboard. Yeah, you show up to a play, you digitally check in on Foursquare, you get a free uh, slice. You put on your (laughs) Oculus Rift, Mm -hmm. especially those hot-rotted ones that you modders work on. And then you just, you know, turn to the right and look at the old lady sleeping in the crowd. Yeah. Don't care about the play. Yeah. That's that's what we're in. That's the future of that, reality. That's Scott. what the play I did was. Yeah, uh, wonderful play, Scott. Really yeah, I didn't get to talk about this last week because Mickey Gallia was here. And we had so much to talk about. Uh, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised and also thoroughly upset by promises on this show. Really? About of mice and men that I performed in. Oh, uh, what 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 happened? Uh, Steve showed up when he said he wasn't going to be able to, and I was like, oh, I was kind of bummed out, but I understood. It was a very small run of what we could do. And then, um, Braun Strowman, no show. Braun Strowman, he no showed you? He no showed me. That's how you get blackballed in this industry, guys. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about wrestling comedy podcast industry. That's where you get blacklisted. Yeah. That's with balls. Hey, blackballed. Blackball listed. Yeah. Look, if you tie a rubber band around your balls for too long, they get, they turn black. I know. Yeah. All right. We're talking moldy cheese bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thank you for showing up. Wonderful performance, Scott. I was Aww. very impressed. Aww. When I clapped, Scott was scanning the audience because he knew I was there, and he finally found me, and I gave him the old uh, too sweet. The old bullhorns. Yep. Yep, I saw him there, and I, I, I smirked happily. Uh, I, amongst un- all the sadness, that un- is the end of the play. Yeah, <laughs> that's the end of Of Mice and Men. Unfortunately, I did say I would try to record some of the play to bring it on uh, on the show to listen. Yeah. So to just be my man on the street coverage of Scott's performance in, in Of Mice and Men. Unfortunately, one of the first things I saw on the program was no audio recording of any kind. <laughs> and I like to think I'm a pretty smooth operator and I get a lot, I, you know, I like to bend the rules. But I really just panicked and didn't do it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, they know. Everybody knows I'm recording. Oh, God. Yeah, it went it went really well. I know some of you asked on Twitter, and uh, thank you for thinking of me or, or even wishing uh, uh, good luck or break a leg, you know, is what you do in the theater. The parlance of our times. Yeah, so that was very sweet of you guys, and I met some new wrestling friends there, uh, and uh, I, I'll, I'll post the photo. I don't think I've done it yet, but... We're taking some photos with the cast, and then I said with wrestling friends, like, hey, we need to uh, take a couple wrestling photos in our costume. And so we're doing it, like, I don't know, what should we do? And I said, like, oh, let's do Suck It. So, you know, you know there's Lenny, and there's uh, there's uh, Curly and myself, like, all doing Suck It. And some of the other cast members went, what are you guys doing? And just jumped right in, not knowing what it was. And I said, Suck It. And they go, Suck It? Suck It? Yes. It suck it, and then we did the bull, you know, the NWO too sweet, and uh, they're like, "What is this?" And I go, "It's too sweet," and they were just jumping in on stuff, not knowing what it was, which I guess good for them, but it seemed a little weird to just jump right on board with, "Oh, this means death to Whitey." <laughs> yes, this is us praising our satanic lord. Yeah, uh, but I think that's sort of what happened at a lot of wrestling events. Is like everybody does the DX suck it, and it's like, "Yeah, what are you guys doing?" 
Sure, this is my first wrestling event. Suck it. <laughs> and then there's old curmudgeons like me that see what Enzo Amore does, and I go, no, I will not play along. I don't like it. No. <laughs> I'm not Get off my lawn. I am not hard nor soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will not tell you how I'm doing. I am taking a cold shower. Thank you. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot. Go to ProWrestlingLoot.com. Use the promo code JERKS, J-E-R-K-S. Get 10% off your first loot. We all love things in life. It's as George Carlin used to say. uh, Life is all about stuff and having a place for your stuff. Well, what? Cock shit piss fuck. Yes, the seven dirty stuffs that you can't see on television. That's right. George's famous routine. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 amassing that stuff and having something cool and fun that, you know, friends will see and, you know, it makes you feel good. Those little, little things in life that are little wins for you. You go, ah, yeah, and a flat tire. You go on a date, ah, yeah, no. flat tire. Yeah, flat tire. <laughs> you go, you get a cheeseburger, ah, <laughs> flat, flat tire. tire. But no, not with Pro Wrestling Loot. You get Pro Wrestling Loot. It's a subscription service sent to your door each and every month, and you get wrestling stuff. Then you're like, oh, cool, I got a t-shirt. I got a neat thing that oh, makes me Oh, a new tire, just what I needed. Yay. <laughs> uh, for when driving with Ric Flair. Sorry, driving Ric Flair. Nice. New tires not available. <laughs> but yes, it's 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 a great service. Uh, promo code JERKS, J-E-R-K-S. Get 10% off your first loot. Helps that wrestling addiction you got. Helps the show out and helps out pro wrestling loot. So... There's a lot of things that happened. We were talking last week, right as it was about to happen. We recorded just before pre-block, Ro- pre-block, and then roadblock, and talk about flat tires. Yeah, you were absolutely right, Scott. Nothing changed. <laughs> I think the coolest part of the night was Dean Ambrose uh, wailing on Triple H outside of the ring, and then Dean Ambrose did the socket while he was on his back. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, but it was just Ambrose. All kicking- the people from the play going ah. I know what that is. Yes, that's Dean Ambrose's move. <laughs> He's the sucker. <laughs> of what? Of what? It! You fool! <laughs> I really like these theatery type who these theatery types who love wrestling. Oh, they're the they're the best. They <laughs> What? They find all the themes. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, the heel is now in charge. Indeed. Hmm. The new face of fear. Looks like he did not get in the fray at all. The fear still lingers. More like a braid, Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, good for Luke Harper to just get the shit kicked out of him at a house show on TV. Well, you said that you wish that like that was the full-on pay-per-view, like, right? That it was those. That, that it, Harper and Lesnar would be a crazy match because both of them could move. Yeah, yeah. And Harper, Harper went at it, man. Good for you him. know what it feels like? It feels like the college boy versus the townie. That's what they should bill it as. Wait, what's a... I know, who's the college boy? Is that Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, NCAA double champ. Oh, okay, okay. NCAA. I didn't think of I think him. it just said NCAA double champs. I was thinking him as the farm boy, but I guess if you're making him the, like the college kid, you put a sweater around his neck, you tie it up. Yeah, but I mean, he's... The fact that he's wearing, like, he's wearing some sports gear makes him the college boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously Luke Harper, yeah, the farm boy. Yeah, the pay-per-view could be called Local Honor. (laughs) Local Honor? (laughs) Yeah, suck on that, Roadblock. (laughs) You just got outnamed. I think the worst thing about Roadblock now that I think about, like we talked about before how it was kind of a stupid name, it really kills all momentum. 
on the road to WrestleMania. I think they're probably going to, like, someone was like, yeah, yeah, it's a roadblock. Yeah, they could have just called it Sobriety Checkpoint. They could have had a Divas pay-per-view called Slippery When Wet. That would have been exciting and mm-hmm. sexy. Or Falling Rocks. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something. Just roadblock. Is like, I, Scott, I get it. It's very funny. <laughs> fun ends. <laughs> By over-explanation. <laughs> so, yeah, they had shit going on, blah, blah, blah. There's other things going on in wrestling. But another major thing that's been going on is uh, TNA. TNA's going pretty good right now, I gotta say. I yeah. have not... I give not, I don't know where Destination America is or pop. It's pop now. They're yeah. Just, they're just popping it. Yeah, they're... They, you know what they did? They, road pop. <laughs> nice. Beers for the road. <laughs> oh god not in this day and age oh guys i don't condone drinking while driving or driving while drinking oh god oh god oh god jeremy borsch is really sweating in this press conference oh geez guys oh man i brought toilet paper from home because i don't like the stuff they have at the arena <laughs> it's like it, the stuff at schools it's yeah, just single sheet and you rough can see through it and, and you feel everything <laughs> uh yeah so so tna it's been doing pretty good on the shows. I, I know that a lot of people have a stigma towards them, but I, I'm back in. Like, this is the bad breakup, being on, on Destination America. Things are weird. Guys were leaving. But now, uh, guys are being rebranded. Interesting things are happening. This was the Kurt Angle Farewell... Oh, jeez. Kurt Angle Farewell Tour. It sounded like you were trying to say Fair World Tour. Say it, You say it. Say Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle Farewell Tour. Ah, uh, fuck you. Um, you know what made it work? Doing a funny voice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then it was just second nature. But if I was trying to say Kurt Angle for Wolter, <laughs> that's what would happen. Yeah, that's the German version of it. For Wolter. Uh, where all the posters, he's he's a wolf. Oh, Kurt Angle. Fenrir. <laughs> the god of Ragnarok. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, he's been having all these uh, main event matches. And they've been acknowledging like this is all coming to an end. And his final match, the third match in the series, because they never wrestled in WWE, it's been Kurt Angle versus Bobby Lashley. And no matter what was going to happen in this match, Kurt Angle was going to be leaving. This was her last show in England where, I don't know, I couldn't pay attention to all that. Too many things to take in. I feel like the biggest stuff in TNA happens in the UK. It's where it's big right now. Yeah. It's, they're huge over there. That's called uh, pivoting. Scott. Is it? Yeah. It's called figuring out where your target base is and working on it. Oh, that's pivoting, huh? Yeah. Where do we need to pivot to? Oh, uh, I probably, maybe some babes. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pivot to the babes. Sorry, Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa. <laughs> <laughs> You're SOL now. <laughs> We've nailed the podcast. God damn you, Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa for going into unboxing, you bastards. Did they? Yes. Oh, wow. Fuckers. Yeah. I haven't listened to uh, Colt Cabana's podcast in a long time. He's fine. I know. I know. He's doing okay. I know he's okay. I know he's doing fine. <laughs> They're all doing fine. All these big name guys talking. They're fine. I think what's funny is whenever I tune into Colt Cabana's podcast, the first thing I've noticed like, is it okay that I'm listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't rest. It's like, that's the first thing I feel when I start listening. I was like, oh man, he's really pulling the curtain back. <laughs> Uh, whatever I, I think they're joking about it, guys. Whenever I da- dabble back in, I go, is Colt still, like, oddly upset with me? <laughs> just always this assumption. Is, it, is he, like, perturbed with me? You just gotta... 
Hey, you can't police tone on tweets, Scott. No, it's the per it's the in person, the WrestleCon interactions that we had. Yeah. It was weird. It's really weird. I think he's just got fan radar up. And so no matter what, even if you're like, hey, I'm funny and I do a podcast also, he's going to be like, I'm not funny. I don't do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. We're like, but you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the, that's the sort of interaction I feel like it is. Deflecting with super weirdness. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. I want to be his friend so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that guy's so weird. I wish he was my friend. It's just like acknowledgement of like, we're practically the same, except for the Jewishness and the struggle to, you know, be buff and, uh, you know, being successful in the wrestling industry. But uh, the neuroses and uh, trying when to we, prove yourself. I remember when we met in acting class, I remember thinking to myself, I want to be friends with Scott. You so met bad. Cole Cabana in acting class? <laughs> I did. I did. I was thinking about You're you. You're an Cole. actor too? No, I'm not. But, but what are you? You're in an acting class. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm here to validate my parking. Oh, well. That's me. I'll just get my stamp. <laughs> Snap. But yeah, I remember when we were in drop-in, I was like, this guy's good. I want to be friends with him. <laughs> I felt the same. Because we talked movies. Yeah. Because we don't talk wrestling right away. That's scary mm -hmm. stuff. No, that's, that's like... shameful. That's like going in and touching somebody else's bicep. Be like, hey, you're real strong. Because that's our inner strength, is that we like wrestling. Yeah. Or uh, just, you know, standing in line at Disneyland and seeing just a mom with kids, but no... No ring on her finger and going, anal? <laughs> I get it. Flat tire. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, so, Kurt Angle and Bobby Lashley, all comes back to anal. Uh, they were wrestling. Kurt Angle, Scott. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle. Oh, my God. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, that's it's why that gimmick you kept emailing them about doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's the Olympic champion. All those rings, put them together. <laughs> oh, Kurt Angle. Well, I'm going to look at that guy differently. I... <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> so, uh, Lashley beat him. Yeah, you said this was a pretty horrific beatdown, right? Yeah, and then afterwards just beat him down even more. He was talking trash beforehand, and it was a big deal. And, you know... Uh, Lashley's a bad dude now. Yeah, he's and a real bad dude, Scott. So, I invited him here today. What are you doing? He's a super monster heel. Oh, who would you rather I invite here? Triple H? He's even monstrous rear. What about... Brock Lesnar? That guy's a beast. Uh, I'll tell you who. Uh, Kane, circa WrestleMania 14. That's the monster heel I want to talk to. Well... We don't have batteries for his voice box, so... Or his magical powers. <laughs> Did he have magical powers back then? Yeah, it was Lightning Kane. Oh. No, wait, Lightning? Yeah, when him and Undertaker could shoot lightning and blow up sound boxes and <laughs> coffins. Well, I guess so. Well, they could still kind of do that when they want to. Jesus Christ, Bobby Lashley, you just snuck in. Yeah, I've been waiting for a little while now for a, for an introduction. Sorry, we did our introduction, then we got a little lost in our bits. Uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley. She got streamlined. Uh, we do need to streamline. Bobby Lashley, thank you very much for joining yeah. us on Curtain Jerks today. Mm -hmm. It's an That's honor to right. have you. Top dog. Yeah. Top dog. That's right. Put down the old dog. Put him to sleep. Yeah, that's you defeated Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. Quite hand single. Shake this hand right here. All right. Shake then. this big old paw. Oh, wow, that is a that is a hurry <laughs> shake. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I'm tapping. Yeah, that's right, you tap. I did. 
That's that's on my permanent record. That's that's gonna go on my 2K14 stats. You remember that? You remember who's the big dog in charge now? Bobby Lashley. Whose who's yard it is that he pees and poops in? That's my yard. Why pee and I poop? Cause I'm a big old dog. What? I don't need no leash. <laughs> All right, Bobby. You don't need no leash. Uh, we're. It sounds like it's really gonna start a new era in TNA, and you're at the top. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the current uh, champion in TNA? Oh, me. What? Not yet, but uh, soon enough. Uh, yeah, well, champion at heart. I can understand it. You need to have that mentality to get to the top. You know what or, I'm going to do? What are you doing? I'm going to wear like a dog collar because I'm a top dog. Well, I actually, uh, I'd assume you do that uh, because your neck is so big. You're a uh, strong man. You hear that, Buck? Let me hear it again. Uh, huh. You intimidated? Uh, you you shaking in your boots? A uh, little bit. Uh, I, Honestly, Mr. Lashley, jeez, uh, uh, Lashley, <laughs> I couldn't help, like, if I was to close my eyes, that would actually kind of sound like maybe a bit of a show dog, more so than a Yeah, year. that's right. Show me off, because I'm the best dog there is. I, I'm the best in show. Well, I, it just seems like more of a, like, a beauty dog, a show dog, than a, Because uh, I'm so graceful, because uh, I'm so agile, I well, move like a greyhound, but get the... Got the fierceness of a super dog. Yeah, this is, uh, you do have and those. And the bark of a mastiff. Well, <laughs> I think you, all those things that you're describing are accurate. Your bark is somewhat, how should I say, uh, nuanced. Hmm? Mm-hmm. It's That's subtle. Right. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I guess you could say it's really Pomeranian-ish. Right, right. That's like Chinese. Uh, I it means like it's... dragon. Uh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, big old Pomeranian. Hey, you know what? This table's mine now. Oh, wait a minute. This table's mine. Uh, but Bobby, please. Yeah. Please don't pee. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to have you pee into my roast beef cup. Oh, that's mine too. Uh, well, great. I just, Ooh, just little stop bit. moving your hips. Just a little bit. Stop moving I don't your have hips. A lot of, I didn't drink a lot of water. All right, well, just remind little, me not to spray. drink that, okay? Drink it. I don't want to. Drink it. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, vitamins. And my medicine? Yeah, I put it in a <laughs> slice of cheese. So I'd have it. Otherwise, I don't like to eat them anymore. Oh. Yeah, I put them in a slice of American cheese. Oh, wow. Uh, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Well, now that mm-hmm. I feel so much Call closer. Call my name. To... See if I pay attention. Bobby. Bobby. Yeah? Good dog. <laughs> that was a good yeah, dog. Good yeah, good dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Bobby. Uh... Scratch me behind the ear. All right. Top dog. Is that good? Top dog. Is that good? Mm. Is that good? Mm. Do you like that? Oh, I do. I have both ears. Do you like that? (laughs) This is good noises. Are these good noises? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm a good dog. Yeah, very good dog. Top dog. Now, Bobby, I feel closer to you now that I've drank your urine. Um, Luckily, it was over ice. I'd like to point out that I feel like sometimes you come across over the radio as just sort of... Maybe not as violent or as aggressive. I about? know. I'm in person with you. Wanna you want to check my levels? No, no. I think you're... How's the bass? Very, very high. Can anybody hear this? Is it just... Is the bass good enough? Is it just everybody's car stumping right now? Uh, I don't know. Hit it up on Twitter or something like that or sending letters. Just like, oh man, you blew out my bass. Because when you're talking, you get promos like, oh man, my bass blows out of my TV. Yeah, you know, Bobby, I feel like... I'm the, from the streets. You know, Bobby, I think there is... And that's this, where the bass comes from. It's from the streets. Bobby, there's a, this assumption. Since I've car alarms. There's this so assumption. So much peace when I be walking and talking. That, Bobby, there's this assumption that when you're this big and this muscular, yeah. that your voice will be very. I can't believe I'm calling this out like this. I feel like such what a. Do you sh- mean? I just, uh, 
Well, I mean, you know what? You're at the top. That's what's important. Tippy top. You're at the tippy top. This, you're the big dog. This is your yard. That's right. I think sometimes if... if peeing and poop in the yard. You're peeing and poop in that yard. Yeah, that's right. If someone was to call you on the phone, uh, they probably wouldn't think that you were the top dog. You know, even with Oh, because the, they're like, oh, I should be scapping with them. I should be scapping with the top dog. I think if they I were... see his face. I see how scary he is. And then, oh, no. Oh, that bass blew out my scape. I imagine if someone was Skype with you, all they would see is your super strong chin and your massive neck, and they would get the picture. That's how big I am. But when they don't get the picture, I feel like maybe people underestimate you. I think that's what I'm, that's where, you know what, they that's what I'm headed towards. They think I can't wrestle? Uh, I beat up Kurt Angle. You did. What's the big idea? You beat up the whole roster. You make him a man. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, don't make me roll up this newspaper. <laughs> All right, you want this newspaper? <laughs> you want this? You want this newspaper? <laughs> All right, let go, let go. Let go, Bobby. Let go. Bobby, you let go of this. All right, okay. Mr. Lashley, what do you foresee for the future of TNA with you being at the top of the roster? I understand you. I'm sure you want to go after that championship, but if you're the top dog and you were the monster heel and you've misplaced Kurt Angle, Mm -hmm. what is your next big step? My next big step. My next big step. Something that's going to change the face of wrestling. It's going to change everything. I'm going to neuter all the other competitors. Uh, you're, what? I'm going to neuter them. Like you're going to sterilize them? I'm going to cut the nuts off. So that way I'm the only one who can spread his seed in DNA. Wow. I will be the dominant one. I will spare the knockouts <laughs> and I will neuter the wrestlers. Well. What's going to happen then? I don't know. Everybody's going to bow down before me. Honestly. Because I'm the top dog. With all the nuts, I'm going to put them on on me. <laughs> I'm gonna strap all the nuts on me. <laughs> so uh, if I just I'm have all the nuts. So if I understand correctly, Bob, before you go, you're going to collect all of the nuts from all the other competitors in TNA. That's right. And you are going to strap them around you like some sort of belt, almost like a nut belt. That's right. I'm gonna have the nut belt. I'm gonna have the championship as a collar around my throat. And then people that somehow underestimate me or they think there's not enough bass in my voice, oh man, the whole world's gonna quake when I talk. Because it's none of a base because of all the nuts I have. I'm going to have Robbie E's nuts. I'm going to have James Storm's nuts. I'm going to get Eric Young's nuts. Issa Cotton's third nuts. Rockstar Spud nuts. We got tiny little nuts, so those don't really count. But Rockstar Spud nuts. Yeah, that's right. That's what I said. I just thought it was funny. I see. I'm going to have Mr. Anderson's nuts even before he leaves. Whatever happened with him, I don't care. I'm going to have everybody's nuts. What about that big British bodybuilder guy who had that... Uh... Uh, Carter? No, the mullet hawk guy. Oh, that guy? What's his I'm name? Get his nuts? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm friends with everybody? I'm from the streets. Okay. We're not friends with everybody from the streets. I'm going to take your nuts. Hey, no, no, no. I'm not competitive. Give me your nuts. I know. I... Give them. Well, I've got these cashews. Well, you, do you yeah, want I'll these? I'll take those for now until okay. I get everybody else's nuts. These are nuts on loan. All right. Now, Bobby, thank um, you very much for Oh, this. no, I ate them. <laughs> You ate my nuts. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. Bobby, thank you very much for joining us. Love my belly. <laughs> Bobby, thank you very much for joining us and telling us for your future plans in TNA. Hi, dude. <laughs> uh, I think it's always good to clarify when a wrestler explains sort of what their plan is for the next step in sure. their career. I mean, they sort of explain it. I think it's always worth it to just get that second level of clarification. You don't get that much promo time on TV. Piss. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. It oh, was, what? I keep forgetting that this cup has urine in it. Steve, you can't do that to me. I was in a play. I take direction very easily now. Well, 
I think it's time. Someone says a command. I just do it. Well, it's time for jerk tweets. What? It is? Oh, I was just trying it out to see if it would work. <laughs> I was about to do it. Uh, we can. It is time for jerk tweets. We certainly can if you'd like. Are there no jerk tweets? Yeah, there are. What we was going to happen we next? Got a couple. Oh, just you drinking piss. <laughs> uh, Don't tell anybody about all the piss I drank. Follow us on Twitter at Curtain Jerks. Send us your hashtag jerk tweets. Steve, you did it again. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Questions about the show, comments, whatever you like. I'm on podcast. auto piss pilot. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Uh, Benjamin Arier says, "Damn it, the bit comparing the rockers breaking up to 9/11 made me laugh my ass off." Could Scott please do an impersonation of Steve, and then could Steve do it vice versa to Scott? Hashtag top notch banter. Oh wow, <laughs> this is gonna be hard. I think. Uh, all the guys, I mean, mentioned it in the past that we do uh, improv together. Steve, uh-huh. uh, Lehman, Phil, and myself, we all have been on the show. Uh, we all do an impersonation of Steve and Phil. Yeah. Sometimes Lehman, but it's more visual. Yeah. And Scott, you're a hard one to nail down. Yeah. I think I've you got guys one. just I- say things that I would say. Yeah. I, I think I, I have an impression of you, but it's. Well, we all have impressions of Steve. Oh, yeah. It's very easy. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, we can see you were always doing it. Like you, I started doing physical stuff and saying things, and you got all excited. Like it's me. Yeah, it's true. There's a bit of a head wobble, and I sort of hunch you're over. All hips, and I do a bunch of hips. A friend I, of ours, Clementina, pointed out like you're all hips. Yeah, I'm nothing but hips. Yeah, when you're super excited, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's go get some sandwiches. Yeah, that was. I think for a big period of my 20s, I really liked saying something and then eat like something about eating pussy. And then I go, <laughs> or, yeah, 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 or something about eating chili out of people's buttholes and be like, <laughs> yeah, and I can't then, even, I'm not even doing the sound right. How is it? So do it again. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. The, one of our bro squad videos one time where you just, you said, oh, wait, film this. <laughs> and you took a bottle of wine and you go, uh, you grabbed it, you pulled the cork out with your teeth, spit it, took a big swig and go, I'm getting I'm turned a, up. I'm a fucking hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we tried to figure out where to edit that footage in. I don't think it worked. It. I think it did. <laughs> I don't know. I like to say I helped in the editing process of that. And I think I helped make it work. And then I think my, like the impression of Scott usually goes a little something like this. Hey man, what it is? <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I just I always assume it's sad a, white guy. No, I always assume it's a black guy in the mid '80s buying a Cadillac. <laughs> That's my impression of Scott. Okay, all right. I'm not gonna argue too much because I think that was flattering. I it's, it could have been way worse. I was expecting much darker. No, that's how I always see you. All right, it's like you know, tall Levi's, uh, Pendleton shirt, short members only leather jacket, and uh, Jerry curl. That's how I see you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to shooting that movie with you. <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of Pendleton fun. man will pass. The Pendleton man will pass, and he won't be cold. <laughs> and then uh, Chandler Koenig says. Heel Jericho is so good, it makes me fanboy a bit. What superstar has made you fanboy out the most, heel or face? Uh, Chris Jericho coming back at Royal Rumble. We were Phoenix. Right. That was the loudest, I think. It, like, That's the craziest I went at a wrestling event, besides Undertaker uh, 
uh, switching places with Jeff Hardy against CM Punk. Okay. At the end of SummerSlam, was it? Yes. Like, those moments were so, like, big. But, but is that just because someone's coming back? Or is there someone that, as a performer, you lose... Like, the reality is uh, blurred, and it's just, like, you get so You're amped right. and geeked. You're right. A lot of the momentum that I was just describing is, like, pay-per-view swerve. Like, Holy shit, this but, is happening. Uh, I, like, go back and forth about how I feel about Randy Orton. But okay. when he turned that curb stomp into an RKO at WrestleMania, yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, "That guy's <laughs> that guy's a fucking weirdo," and I love him for it. <laughs> uh huh. And like, I think that one's important because like Randy Orton, a lot of the time, like when he's not like he has boring moments, like boring periods, and oh, everybody yeah. just doesn't like him. And then he shows you, it's like, "Oh yeah, if I gave a shit, boom!" And everyone's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like, oh my god, he's kind of stone coldish. And... Yeah, turns me into a total fucking muppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, punk, punk could always do it. Right. Just uh, him versus the Undertaker, and we were talking about that. We were, it was me and you would talk about how he would look. Everything he would do would people would say it looked sloppy, but to me and you, it looked like John McClane and Die Hard. It looked like a guy struggling and like surviving and like adapting. Yeah, I don't like it when everybody's always, it's everything's clean. All the reversals are clean. Always landing on your feet. It's on the commentators to to create that story where, yeah, they're wrestling all the time and they're they're battle fatigued. They barely made it. Yeah, yeah. and desperation so, maneuver. Exactly. So I dig that stuff. I don't like to mess that up. Uh, Ambrose, like yeah, I, I, and I think especially against Triple H. Because, like, those fanboy moments are like, I think he's going to fucking do it. I think he's going to do it. Like, we talked about it last week. Triple H yelling, it's over, when he was facing The Undertaker. And he did the tombstone on Undertaker. It's over! It's over! And he, he does the tongue and everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's fucking over! He did all the things that he does! <laughs> yeah, it's fucking over! Like those, I'm getting. If you sh- nail an impression, you can beat the guy. Yeah, you're taking all of his moves. <laughs> Like, those are the moments that really gave me chills. And I think there's stuff earlier, but that's the stuff that comes to mind almost immediately. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, Triple H doesn't make me fanboy. Triple H makes me believe and hate. So that doesn't quite feel the fanboy category. I think guys that... Oh, no, I, mean, I, I think, but Undertaker kicking out. So oh, it was sure, like, sure, sure. I was just was. thinking yeah. of myself. Like, he was the first jumping off point where I know Triple H has made me the angry fan thinking of how the authority is for Daniel Bryan, where it's like, oh, fuck them. Like, they mm-hmm. hate him and those sons of bitches. Um, where, in my time, I felt like, oh, Triple H is such a prick, like, not letting anyone beat him. Yeah. <laughs> not thinking of the greater uh, story being told. I'm trying to think of who's who's recently made me freak out and geek out. You know what Sting did? Yeah. Sting did, at times, whenever he would... Oh, the stuff with the statue with Seth Rollins, where he's talking to the statue and has it out in the loading dock, and then he's teasing of shoving it into the into the uh, the trash compactor, like that flat out made me like, oh, just oh, please do it. Like I yeah. wanted him to destroy it so bad. And Sting does a good job of doing the promo that's half believable and half scripted stuff, where it's like. Is he saying stuff that he really feels right now? Like, I, I remember him doing yeah. that in TNA, 
that he was talking about the young guys and the young guys having no respect and like doing a slideshow of Hogan and Flair and talking about those guys and saying what they did for him when he was a young guy and he respected them. And then talking about the guys in the back don't. And I believed him. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. This guy's saying this stuff. I love it. I don't know if it's real or not, but I totally bought into it. Uh, but and geeked that's, out. those are, I think, the best promos are the ones where you're like, oh, he's talking about real shit. And I kind of know about it. Right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no one's here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, Batista. Yeah. Batista, in part, because everybody was hating on him so much, that made me like him more. And the second that he was a bad guy again, like I loved it when he was a bad guy previously when he turned on Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, screaming, you were supposed to be my friend. And then throw him in, into the barricade and beating the hell out of him. And then he was the solo spotlight guy wearing all the Kanye West. Oh, I love that gear. And- oh, like even when was Cena beat him and retired him. Yes. And he gave that going away promo where he was in the neck brace. I quit. Oh, so good. Yeah, the, that stuff was really cool. And then when he came back for the Rumble, like I was amped because I remember that he's good. But sometimes the big guys don't get that uh, that credibility amongst just, you know, they all like the technical dudes. But he, he uh, do, doing all that. And then the second that he was a bad guy and that one SmackDown moment where he comes out and I've played it a thousand times where crowds booing him. And he gives the cry face. He does the De Niro cry face. Like, oh, oh, too fucking bad. Oh, too fucking bad. Like, he gets that he's fully aware, and I buy into it of just him being a smarmy dick. Like, he's made me fanboy out as well. Yeah. Those are some really great moments. Those are some great moments. Um, Steve, a great moment in weirdness and craziness, but a bad moment for the guy. Another... Injury. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. Neville on Raw this past week. You told me about it because it was cut out of the Hulu. Steve told me about wrestling, you guys. Yeah, guys. I know. I'm scared too. <laughs> uh, Neville got hurt during a match with Chris Jericho. And, uh, you know, this was all leading towards him and possibly Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all being in this crazy cool sort of indie intercontinental championship match. And he's out. It's not happening. So yet another injury. I don't know how many guys this is now. We're talking Cena, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Cesaro, Tyson Kidd, uh, Nikki Bella, um, just countless, countless people. I'm sure if I were to look at a list, there'd be. <laughs> uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> um, I recognize you. Hi, I'm Doctor Zpac, <laughs> the doc, the WWE doctor. Yeah, uh, you were on the show a long time ago after the whole controversy with CM Punk. Uh, Controversy? I think we can say misdiagnosis, as in he misdiagnosed who he was messing with. Oh, I see. I'm the WWE doctor. (laughs) Well, you seem very jovial and you seem very happy with your position at the company. Business is booming. Wait, are you happy about this? Uh, Scott Narver, right? Uh, Yes. I'm ecstatic. If people aren't injured in the WWE... I got nothing to do. What, do you think I'm going to be counting calories standing by the old uh, catering station? Uh Uh-uh. I like getting deep in the thick of it. Deep, get these hands dirty, full of viscera. Uh, wait, not viscera, viscera. Oh, hey, look. When you got to check somebody's oil to make sure that the prostate's all right, it doesn't matter who it is. Well, viscera's past. Yeah, well, back in the day. 
Okay, all right. Well, I'm not finger banging butts of dead bodies. <laughs> oh, well, good. I just you That's brought how up. you lose a watch. <laughs> you brought up viscera, and I didn't know. Ah, viscera also means guts or intestines, Scott. Sure, but you know it's also Big Daddy V. Yeah, King huh? Mabel. I understand a wrestling podcast. Uh, if I was to say between a rock and a hard place, I must. Are you talking about the rock? You'd assume that I was talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, are you talking about the rock? No. Oh, okay. It's a colloquialism. Yes, but I didn't even really have a point to it. I'm the WWE doctor. <laughs> well, okay, there are an influx of injuries right now. There are so many guys being injured right now, not being able to go to WrestleMania and getting paid. Um, you, you have this uh, sort of nervous, excited energy, and you're rubbing your fingers. Oh, sorry. Rats sometimes do that when they see cheese. <laughs> they rub their tiny little fingers. Uh, all right. You're talking about things that excite me. Yes. You're excited about all these guys being injured. Yes. Why? These are people's careers at, at stake here. You know, some of these guys may not return from injury and then never wrestle again. Look, Scott Narver and Steve Sears of the Curtain Jerks. I'm the WWE doctor. It's my job to take care of these guys when they get hurt. Uh-huh. So when they do get hurt, it's my job to take care of them. Do you? Do you take care of them? You're... You're salivating. I'm sorry, what? You're salivating right oh, now. Oh, uh, yeah. What? What was your question? Do you help them? Yeah, of course I help them. I touch their feet. I touch their uh, their shoulders. <laughs> I touch their torn pectoral muscles. You know, The Undertaker was going to come back before Unforgiven, but he tore a pectoral muscle while he was working out. Unforgiven? You know, back in the 1990s. Okay. Yeah. But he hurt himself. Yeah, so they had to delay his return. Okay. What's the point? My point is... Then that means I got a couple of sweet more months rehabbing The Undertaker. So are you getting paid per injury? Oh, that's a great idea. No, that's not a great idea. That's terrible. Some sort of pain commission. No, we don't want... No, no pain commission. We don't need that. We want guys to be healthy and to be able to wrestle and entertain. Absolutely. I'm the WWE doctor. I'd love for these guys to be in tip-top shape. But sometimes their top hats get a little crumpled, if you know what I mean. Well, okay, can you can you inform us on the current state of some of these guys? Yeah. Uh, John Cena uh, is working out slowly. Uh-huh. But he's not going to be back for WrestleMania 30. Okay. Two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seth Rollins? Ah, uh, Seth Rollins is, he's back in the ring and he's getting better, but he's not going to be back for WrestleMania 32. Cesaro. Cesaro is injured, but he's rehabbing well, and he's not going to be back for WrestleMania 30. Two. This seems to be the only thing that you're aware of Ask right now. Ask me about Neville. How's Neville doing? Neville has broken his ankle. And he will not be back for WrestleMania 32. I understand that these people are not going to be back in time for WrestleMania 32. But what what are you doing to help prevent these injuries in the future? Feeding on their dreams. Yes, sirree. <laughs> their hopes and goals. I feed off of them like some sort of succubus from medieval Europe. That's terrible. Indeed, when a man gets injured, his dreams burn even brighter, but that's only because he's too close to him and it burns his heart. This is awful. You're feeding off of their dreams. I, I mean, you want to be an actor, right, Scott? Well, yeah, I mean, that's always been something I've been dreaming Do you mind uh, painting my car with this ladder? You mean, like, dip the ladder in paint and then painting the image of your car? Or using the ladder to any way you get on top of that ladder, really. Oh. 
Yeah, sure, I could do that for you. I mean, I'd, I'd like to finish recording the show, but I don't see any problem of recording that oh. directly afterwards. <laughs> Denying you your dreams through physical injury. Well, I assure <laughs> you, painting your car is not a dream of mine. <laughs> yes, but injuries... Uh, it's a roundabout way of getting you injured so that I can snuff out any hopes you have of accomplishing the things that are important to you. You son of a bitch. Oh, I've said too much. Look, you might be in trouble, buddy, because if Shane McMahon takes over, he says he's going to stop those injuries. All these injuries are happening on the authorities' watch. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, damn you, Scott Tarver, you've unmasked me. You're a lizard. You're a lizard man. <laughs> Oh, I'll be feeding off the blood of all of the wrestlers that are injured. <laughs> oh my god, he's jerking off. Get your lizard dick out of here. You should be wearing gloves. That's very unsanitary for a corkscrew. Corkscrew. A lizard corkscrew. doctor. Get out of here. Shoot. Get out of here. Shoot. Shoot. Get out of here. Shoot. Shoot. Great. He's on that piece of wood that's just hanging off the cat tree. No, he just he just went up there. God damn it. Oh, Get out of here. He's blending with the background. I can't tell where he is. I know he's there. God damn it. Get the podcast BB gun. We'll shoot him off later. We'll get the parasol out so we don't get any semen on ourselves. <laughs> All right. I'll have the parasol. You have the BB gun. Okay. Oh, so yes, it's, uh, crazy stuff is going on. Uh, so many guys are injured and it's it bums me out. Neville, not a guy that I'm a gigantic fan of, but Damn, he was going to give it his all. At he he always gave it his all. I think he's still, honestly, it's not the end of Neville. I think he's just totally, it's one of those moments where it was like, fuck, I was getting hot right now. They mm-hmm. were pushing me. Weird shit was happening. And I say that in a good way because I love weird stuff. Yes. I mean, why else would we have a lizard man on the podcast? <laughs> Scott, I didn't know he was a lizard man, but I did book that guest. So yep. I probably should have, in some way, I think I knew. Well, you know, but live and learn. Uh, yeah, there's something, like, the fact that Chris Jericho was like, this guy's hurt, I'm calling, like, I'm ending the fucking match. Like, mm-hmm. and he knows, like, that's why he comes back, to help all these guys. He's coming back for a paycheck, but he doesn't seem to mind putting on amazing matches as well as, yeah, I'm going to build the roster because that would have been great if somebody did that for me. Somebody had to do that for me. Yeah, people complain about that. He That's that's his role now in WWE. It's like, oh, he just comes back and loses to the younger guys. Like, well... I'm sure he would have loved someone to do that in WCW. Yeah. You know, he it's the he's he's going about it in a very severe way and he wins from time to time. Like let's not forget that he, you know, sometimes takes it and wins. But in WCW, he had all those ideas with Goldberg that they just dropped and, you know, would have been all those cool f- matches to see then in WCW that we didn't cuz it was just, no, you're this level guy and you're not going to fight anybody else. And none of the older guys were going hey, we should fight some of these younger guys to shake things up, to make things different, to challenge ourselves. Like, Yeah, New Blood Rising. Yeah! <laughs> Kidman sunk. <laughs> Whose side? Oh, you want the new guys, huh? All right, here's a pay-per-view. Whose side do you take on that? Are For you, are you like pro-Kidman or, or pro-Hogan? Because when Hogan talks, like Hogan talks in a very, you know. I don't know what we're talking about. New Blood Rising, that pay-per-view. Did, Did you ever Kidman see win? No. Was he going up against Hogan for the championship? Not for the championship. Because let was... me point out, I use New Blood Rising as a punchline, but I don't know about the jokes <laughs> I'm making. It's like, 
don't worry, I can tell jokes about black people. I just don't understand anything about their history. It's like just not just knowing that it's that you have a punchline without any context. Okay. All I remember that's are the, my political humor. <laughs> all I know is that the promo. I remember watching the like go home show for New Blood Rising. Okay. For Monday Nitro and being like, I want to see that. I'm really. I wonder what Young Dragons are gonna do. Okay. Lose. It's lose. I know that they lost. Oh, did they? So what's the story? Hogan and Kidman. So Hogan and Kidman, from what I recall, they were in a feud with each other, and it was the idea of like, all right, we got to start putting some of these young guys with the older guys, and I think this is Russo times as well. So he's like, he wants all the younger guys to win, and Hogan was against Kidman. He's made it clear since, from, again, from what I recall, like, look, there would have been a bunch of guys that I would have been cool with, not him. Like, he just does not like the idea of Kidman at all. Mm. And I remember, I vividly remember seeing a Nitro where Kidman hits Hogan with a chair. And Hogan just takes the chair shot. And before falling to the ground, just uh, without any energy or care, puts Blade up to head blatantly and just goes, eh, like goes across the forehead and then goes down. Like, yep, you hurt me, kid. Here you go. Jerk. <laughs> and did, was not a fan of Kidman, did not want to put him over, as you say. Um, I think it's, then I would say it's balance. It's it's not about taking sides. It's about, like, if one person's like, it's just not going to work, like, no one's going to buy it. And it's like, we'll find the person who will buy it. As long as you're, it's willing, you're willing to have it happen and have there be change, yeah. adjust for it. Pivot. Yeah, but you could, do you think Hogan was wrong in that? Should it... Like, should it have been a different guy? Who else in WCW at that time would have been appropriate? Like, somebody from Chronic? I mean, it's it would have been so weird. Tank Abbott? Yeah, Glacier. <laughs> I mean, I think it just, like, honestly, I thought it would have been... Re- Kidman and Hogan would have felt like uh, Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker. What about Alex Wright? Hey, that could have been something. It could have been something. Was he available? I'm sure he was. Hey guys, heard you guys talking about me. You were here, Alex, right? The whole time you were just here? Uh, maybe because it's I'm available. Oh, wow. You're always around. It is surprising how available you are. Agile, fertile, virile. I didn't know some of those things about you. I'm available for insemination. (laughs) Wait a minute. Inseminating others. (laughs) No, wait, which one is it? But it depends, but I'm available. Okay. Uh, Look, Alex Wright, you were there, I assume, during that whole time. I was in the locker room. Okay. What was going on backstage then? So we were talking about Hogan and and Kidman. Were there other things being tossed around? Were you in the mix of any of that stuff? Oh, my God. Super fantastic. It was such an amazing time. Uh, <laughs> well, Hogan was in the back. I, Nash was there. And a lot of people would be talking about Goldberg. But they didn't know what to do with anyone because all the old guys wanted to fight each other. Mm-hmm. And I was, I guess I was one of the old guys then, but I still felt young at heart. So I'd be bouncing around with who I hung out with. What's your take on Goldberg? Oh, unstoppable until they stopped him. Okay. Did you think that was the right thing to do? Uh, it was a little messy, wasn't it? Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the stun gun just mm-hmm. seems a little bit bonkers. <laughs> that was bonkers? Very bonkers. What would you have done to stop Goldberg? Well, first of all, I would have been available for changes. Okay. Uh, and I also would have pinned Goldberg cleanly. <laughs> you fought him, though, right? 
I wasn't. I yeah. I think I was in the streak. Okay, you don't remember <laughs> the jackhammer? Who can? <laughs> Was it dark times? Oh, after that, yes. <laughs> Black spots all over the time. Did you get a concussion from Goldberg? Uh, you know, I'm not really at liberty to say that because I want people to know that I'm still available. So you don't want to ruffle any feathers? Yeah, I can't say that any sort of concussions have any sort of relation to wrestling in general. Did you hear that Kevin Ash is going to donate his brain? Oh, what? To science or uh, some sort of theater company? <laughs> To the theater company. You know, for like a bonkers sort of zany like romp where people have brains that they have to like get them in the pot because the police are knocking on the door. But everyone in the kitchen is like, oh, there's too many brains on the floor. And they're like, get them in the pot so the police don't see. And then the police comes in, but there's one brain left and it's like underneath the counter and they have to go get it. But keeping the cop distracted enough so he doesn't turn around. I don't know that show. What show is that? (laughs) It's just a little play I've been working on. Are you writing a play? Yeah, I'm available for playwriting. <laughs> so you're in, you're available for insemination, inseminating others, and playwriting. Well, theater and wrestling are pretty much the same thing. It comes to the theater of action and the theater of emotion. Let me ask you this. Are you going to be available for WrestleCon this year? Uh, you know, if you can find me, I'm available for WrestleCon. Just make If someone wants to book me, I might be there. If they want to what? If they want to book me. They Oh, okay. If they want to book you. Um, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting your dancing right now? What's my music? <laughs> it seems to be fading in and out. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we adjust the levels when you come in so that way we can still hear you speak. Ah, my power box. Yes, your power box. Uh, I mean, the Hall of Fame's coming around. You have not been mentioned yet. Is there any talks of you going into the WWE Hall of Fame? You know, I haven't heard anything, but I would want the WWE Hoff to know that I am available. The what? Hoff, the H-O-F. The Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, And even if that means in any capacity, if it's a seat filler or if it's sitting next to Randy Orton or if it's sitting with the Vans. Do you and Randy Orton get along? Oh, me and Randy Orton, big fans. I'm available to be his friend any day. But have you guys met? I've never met Randy Orton. You've never met Randy Orton? I've never met Randy Orton. How about Shane McMahon? You ever met Shane McMahon? Oh my God, I'm so available to meet Shane McMahon. So you're not going to be running in on his behalf at... At the uh, at the WrestleMania, in the uh, who cell? can say I'm available? They can book me to uh, interrupt the Hell in a Cell with the Undertaker. Do you ever make plans for yourself? You seem to be always putting your fate in other people's hands. You know, I think that's a very important question, and I'm available to answer it. Uh, I just think that um, when you need an answer, I can give it to you. I need an answer. Oh. Well, I think it's really up to me to find my own agency to make a life for myself and not just make myself available for others. I see. Yes. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad you stopped by. I'm glad you were available to stop by, Alex, right? Oh, thank you. I was so available. So I just, it really helped me fulfill, I guess, what you could call one of my greatest failures. That I'm always available. Yeah. Well, I can see that being a greatest failure of you always being available for this show. Hey, but I love being on this show. I'm you always do? available. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, great show. The Curtain Jerks. D- have you rated and reviewed on iTunes? Oh, on iTunes, I'm available for rates and reviews. I would appreciate it if you do that. All right, I will rate and review. Will it be in the German iTunes store or will it be in the yes, American? Yes, iTunes Goo. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you, Alex Wright. Thank you, Scott Nava, Steve Sears. Avidasen. Avidasen. What a joy he is. You know, he seems like he's always seems peppy. Yeah, he is not Enzo Amore at all. Like I, I like that guy. I like do you want to have a good time? You watch Alex Wright's like debut match on WCW. What was his debut match? He was just like this young kid who loved dancing and the announcer like this is a this is a real agile talent and he loves dancing. And it was like I want to say 90 or 89. It was just this, like, German 19-year-old, like, super specimen. I got to see that. Yeah, he was a total gymnast. Who'd he fight? I don't know. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Some deadbeat. Some deadbeat. <laughs> He'll be on the podcast next week. Yeah. Oh, man. Hugh Morris. Oh, boy. That guy, huh? Uh, I remember Hugh Morris facing Goldberg in, I think it was Goldberg's debut match. Okay. I no. think you're right. Hugh Morris, he's a funny guy, so he walks down to the ring, and then, oh, he turned back. He was walking to the back. Oh, no, he's going to the ring. <laughs> I always remember that because I was very high, and I watched that Gilbert's first match. Like, my friend had it on tape, and we watched it, and I was like, who is this guy who's going to go back to the back before he even gets in the ring? My mind was blown. When was the last time you watched Wrestling High? High school. Really? Yeah. You've never done it since? No, I learned my lesson. Because <laughs> I kind of want to get you high and watch something strange and just have you talk about it. Uh, like, it's a weird nightmare. It's very strange. I remember watching SmackDown High when I was in high school. What was on that episode? Uh, Undertaker, Big Show, Triple H. A lot of blue because <laughs> it was SmackDown. Uh-huh. Um... Jeez, that wasn't the night the Radicals debuted, was it? They debuted on a Raw, but they but I think like, they wrestled. They, the they first were time also on doing follow up stuff on SmackDown. Yeah, that sound seems really familiar. I remember watching WrestleMania 2000 from a tape I borrowed from a friend at school, and I took mushrooms and watched it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I remember getting really high for WrestleMania X7, Rock versus Stone Cold, where Stone Cold turned. Yeah. And like it was me and my friend and these two girls. And, like, this one girl I really liked and her friend, and they both came over. And I remember I was, like, we all got high and watched WrestleMania together. And I remember being, like, quiet as a field mouse. One, because I was watching wrestling. <laughs> Two, with a girl I really liked. Yeah. And three, being way too fucking high. Oh, wow. And it was, like, the classic sort of, like, oh, man, Stone Cold won. Ugh. And then also, why can't things be like the way they were? Why can't things be like the way they were? <laughs> Did that it work was, out? That was the last time I remember watching uh, Wrestling Online. It was WrestleMania X7. Well, was that Stone Cold and Rock? Yeah. And uh, right when Stone Cold uh, affiliated with Vince McMahon? Yes. That was it. Did you, did you run the bases? What? Did you run the bases? No. Red Wings? Uh, nope. Uh, Certainly not. Red, red anything? Uh, yeah. Red eyes <laughs> from crying my fucking heart out. <laughs> That also could have been if you're wearing contacts and you're too high and you're right, dry eyes. Yeah, you know. Do you get high, dry <laughs> eyes? <laughs> well, that sounds exciting. Listeners, if you'd like to hear Steve get high and watch wrestling, submit what wrestling you'd like him to watch <laughs> while being high. Who knows? Maybe your request will be answered someday. <laughs> uh, so that wraps us up for another episode of Curtain Jerks. We got some stuff to plug. 
YouTube.com slash On Your Mark Show. Marky Extreme is back with interviews from some ROH guys. We've got Jack Evans, who you also know from Lucha Underground. Roderick Strong, that one's up there right now. Sammy Callahan, go check those out. YouTube.com slash On Your Mark Show. I have a feeling he's going to show up around WrestleMania weekend, too. There's going to be even more craziness. Uh, and then 16 bits podcast, the video game podcast that I do with Josh Callahan, another fellow comedian, very funny guy. Uh, go check those out on SoundCloud and iTunes and then a SmackDown after buzz show and wrestling compadre slam cast. All those are available as well. The audio, uh, the shows and this week on a uh, compadres, we had Rob Schamberger, the famous artist that ah. I feel like is a slave worker for the WWE now a painter. Yeah. I don't know if that guy gets to sleep. I really don't. He's churning out so much stuff all the... Steve, that's pissed! Uh, uh. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy to talk to. Pretty funny guy. Really? I'm, I'm very surprised. Pretty pretty quick-witted. You know, you have to be if you're an artist. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Pro Wrestling Loot. Go to ProWrestlingLoot.com. Use promo code JERKS, J-E-R-K-S. Get 10% off your first loot. We still want to see those pictures and videos of you guys opening them up and seeing the stuff that you got. And with the sandwiches and in the backyard, or however Steve likes those particulars. It's a mystery. It's, it, it is a mystery. But show us you opening up the loot. We want to see what you got and what you like. Yeah, do that. And then next week, Tom Anstey, our international jerk respondent, is going to be bringing us some special goods with uh, Blue Pants. Him and Blue Pants have headed off over in the UK, NXT's own. And they're on some adventures. So Sounds like a real excursion. Yes, a real uh, exclusive excursion. Yeah, Cole Cabana's not getting that shit, is he? No, <laughs> not a, he's not getting this day trip. That's right. He's current jerks exclusive. That's right. So uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Oh, and if you've listened this far, uh, I think next week I will announce a, a giveaway that we're going to be doing. There are going to be a few prizes at stake. Uh, and I will have more information on that, but they will be big, big prizes. So uh, for that, rate and review the show on iTunes and send your proof. Tweet us a pic. Uh, email the uh, the rate and review uh, to curtainjerks at gmail.com. But uh, there will be some big prizes be given away. One of them right now, uh, I can tell you, was an autographed picture of Virgil. That's right. <laughs> autographed 8 by 10 so that is up for grabs, um, and there will be more. There will be more prizes, so check out on Twitter and Facebook for more info on that. And Steve? Final plug. Find Goodnight Brooklyn on Facebook and like that page. They just had their premiere at South by Southwest. Oh. My good friend directed it, and it's an awesome movie about a music venue in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. And it got shut down, but it's an amazing documentary. I got a chance to see it several months ago. And it is tearing it up, and people are doing reviews. Find it on Facebook and like it. And then that way you can find out updates about it as it comes out. It's going to be a really great movie. And if I remember about this, I will post that stuff as well. Good night, Brooklyn, on Facebook. Yes. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.
We're recording. This might be the stinger. So we're giving away our ideas? <laughs> God it. damn it. I'll cut it out. Dave Coulier.